The warmest of greetings to you, and welcome to Happily Ever Teaching. This is the podcast to help you enthrall your learners in every subject under the sun using the best teaching method known to science, storytelling. To do this, we feature special guest educators who are passionately keen to empower your children. I am storyteller Chip Cahoon, and with me today is... Hi, I'm Helen, and I currently work with reception and year one children in Buckinghamshire. And I'm Nicola, and I currently work with year six children in Hampshire, and I've also spent time in my career hoping to motivate and inspire the next generation of teachers at Teacher Training College. And today we are exploring what science we can teach with our dramatisation of the Great Fire of London. You can listen to the story by downloading our sister podcast, Fables and Fairy Tales, or search our website, epictales.co.uk, for Sir Tommy's Fire. There you'll find a video of me telling the story that you can share with your children. And if you sign up as an epic educator, you'll also get a copy as a paperback illustriously illuminated by comic book artist Dave Hingley, as well as the full audiobook for you to download at any time. Right now, though, let's continue our discussion with Helen, Nicola and Sir Tommy. And we're looking at fire. This is a story that begs for some science to be learned, right? Well, of course, we're going to start with fire. Why not? (laughs) (laughs) Um, I think children learning how to make fire is really engaging for them and powerful. And so we do a lot of um, forest school with, with children where we make fires and we teach them about fire safety. But we also teach them about actually what what is needed to make a fire. And so they're not just talking about it, but they're seeing they're seeing it in action. They're, they're seeing the different elements and they're seeing what why a fire might not be burning, what it might need to help it burn more. I'm not very good at making fires yet. Um, so, but it's, mm-hmm. when you're sitting around, you know, you've got 20 children watching you try to make a fire so they can toast their marshmallows. It's a very high pressure situation. Um, <laughs> but it's really good for them to see see that fire making in action and talk about the fuel that it needs. You know, it needs a rush of air as well yes, and actually yeah. get them to watch and see as this happens. And also when it's not working, <laughs> which it tends to when 20 children are watching, why that might be and what we can do about it. So there's so much observing they can do a lot of, you know, yeah. that, that part of the science curriculum is about observing what is happening and seeing those changes in the materials right in front of their eyes. So yes, I would definitely take this opportunity to look at fire. And it's easier to do context learning with fire safety if you are actually looking at how to make a fire. Yes, absolutely. Because uh, it's, it's like driving a car, isn't it? It's much easier to know how to keep yourself safe on the road if you know how to, to drive yeah. a car. If, mm. I mean, w- what use has a pedestrian got reading the highway code? But if you yeah. drive in a car, you have to. So kind of the same with building a fire. It gives it that that purpose, doesn't it, that we, we often talk about having a purpose for learning. And the children love practicing stop drop and roll and we make sure we do it every time we have a fire before we light the fire we practice the stop drop and roll and that the importance of all the fire safety rules we have are reiterated and then they're putting them into practice in a very real context because there's a fire hopefully if it's worked there's a fire right there i hope we bring the stop drop and roll back when we're talking about physical education because <laughs> <laughs> there's so much scope there for movement and dance and everything Anything else on your science? Yes. So I thought it would be a good opportunity to look at materials, um, but in a very specific context, Okay. Um, which I've done with the year one, two class uh, that I was teaching. Um, so I thought it'd be opportunity to look at materials 
used in 1666, the materials that they had available to them for firefighting and comparing right. that to firefighting in the modern day. So the yeah. fact that the buckets were made of leather, the ladders were made of wood, and you could bring in also what the houses were made of as well. And just look, look at the properties of those materials, why they had them, the fact that they didn't have the modern materials that we have now. And what I got the children to do was illustrate themselves as a 1666 firefighter with what they're wearing and what it's made from, what they're using and what it's made from, so that they understand the difference in, in the materials. Um, so it's a bit of a history, a history science mashup. Because <laughs> they're looking at what materials were available and the properties that they had and where it comes from as well. You know, uh, why did they have a leather bucket but not a plastic bucket? And uh, where does leather actually come from? And the same with wood and metal and things. Yeah, excellent. And and whether it's flammable. Yes, using the fire that you've made. <laughs> do some very. <laughs> no, don't, don't. Sorry, health and safety. Don't do that. Um, <laughs> Can I just say that idea leads beautifully on to the idea that I have. <laughs> Go for yeah, it. So it's um it's perfect. So thinking about the properties of materials, but actually doing an investigation about how materials burn and how long it takes right. for materials to burn. So doing a proper investigation, thinking about variables and and things we're going to keep okay. the same, a control and things we're going to keep the same and different. And having say five different types of material, modern materials, but we could use some from the story as well. So obviously you could have leather, but I'm thinking of things like tissue or polystyrene mm. and how long it takes to burn and then you could obviously do lots of work thinking about that and graphs and look at the data and come to some conclusions and then again going back to your idea Helen um, which materials then would be most suitable to build our buildings with which kind of links oh, to yes. DC as well yeah. um, which materials would be most suitable for our firemen to wear or firewomen to wear when they're putting out fires so yeah, a proper investigation. It's quite straightforward, but it covers all the elements of science that we need children to know up to the age of 11 in a really good way. Yeah. It's an opportunity to throw in risk assessments there as well, sort of preparing for the dangers that could happen and making sure it's all safe definitely because you'd have you'd have to make sure that you are very much in control of probably doing one experiment for the whole class probably mm. and one group is responsible for one part of the investigation but absolutely yeah. i think you probably might have mm. to do a risk assessment anyway um, as a teacher <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that particular task but um it would certainly get the children's attention and as i say cover yes. many aspects of science that you'd want them to know about definitely and bring a new meaning to the phrase we're sending their learning up in smoke <laughs> It'd be very memorable for the children, wouldn't it? Well, that's the thing about learning though, isn't it? If you enjoy something and you put emotion into something, then it sticks in their heads and, and they're learning more yeah. because they're able to then build on those stepping stones in the next time that they have another experience and remember yeah. what they learned. And and also you're going to be far more positive about that experience too. Yeah, definitely. And I think we as teachers like that too. We like to make learning fun and exciting mm. for our children. Yeah, I mean, it's good for everyone's mental health, teachers' mental health, as well as the children's mental health, if being in the classroom is fun and exciting yeah, and definitely. something that you want to keep going back to. Definitely. That's all we have time for in this episode, folks, and indeed this week. If you'd like to talk to us about anything you've heard in this podcast, or if there's a subject you are soon to teach that you'd like us to cover, you can find us on social media using at Teach Happily, or leave us a review using your favorite podcast app. 
Please also share this podcast with your colleagues and help us start a story-led revolution in classrooms around the world so children everywhere can learn in a way that's effective, memorable and enjoyable all at the same time. We'll be back next week so Sir Tommy and the people of Restoration London can help us plan lessons in history, geography, physical education, design and technology and art. And I know it's 1666, but we might even throw in a little bit of computing. Right now, though, it only remains for us to say cheerio and we hope to hear your story soon. So, cheerio! And we hope to hear your story soon! soon.